Hey! It's day number two of the apocalypse. And uh, what are they calling it? Uh, transitory. Transitory hyperinflation. Mm-hmm. And speaking of trans, we also talk <laughs> about, <laughs> about the possibility of Caitlyn Jenner. Now that's a Radio Hall of Fame right? thank transition you. Thank you. right thank there. Thank you. Thank you very much. We've got a great, great podcast for you. You don't want to miss a second of it. Uh, uh, it begins right now. We should point out, by the way, tonight on uh, Blaze TV. I already said it started right now. On Blaze TV. Yeah, but I'm not in the Radio Hall of Fame, so I can cut you off. On Blaze TV tonight, uh, brand new Studios America, followed by a brand new Glenn TV. Two (gasps) great episodes coming up tonight. Um, I will say, you can subscribe right here on this podcast to get that Studios America episode. Uh, Also subscribe to the radio podcast that you're listening to now if you haven't already. And if you go to Blaze TV's YouTube page, you can get the show with Glenn TV for free tonight. Just subscribe there and subscribe to the Studios America YouTube page too. Yeah, it is tonight on Blaze TV. It's the Power Hour and the Stu Show. Thank you. commercials for you the first one is hey are you a super spy can you figure out equations and codes and stuff like that do you like gadgets have you thought about maybe risking your life join the cia okay first one is a recruiting ad for the cia listen When I was 17, I quoted Zora Neale Hurston's How It Feels to Be Colored Me in my college application essay. The line that spoke to me stated simply, I am not tragically colored. There is no sorrow dammed up in my soul nor lurking behind my eyes. I do not mind at all. At 17, I had no idea what life would bring, but Zora's sentiment articulated so beautifully. If that really was something that opened your eyes, don't you find that sad? I mean, who in her life was telling her she couldn't make it? Who in her life was saying you were tragically Hispanic or whatever? Who who made her feel that? Way? That is a, that would be a family tragedy. If, if it would if, be a family it, tragedy. That's how you're teaching your child. Correct. I know my girls feel you know have felt at one point uh, or another you know ashamed of their body or I wish my body was different. Well, okay, that's what society says. And none of that is real. None of that is real. That's so, real for us. I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, no. for us, we're, you know, we should be ashamed of our bodies. But for other people. Yeah. 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 Well, I think the audience understood that. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't yeah, mean we're to fat monsters <laughs> that are just. Oh, my gosh. You don't even want to imagine it. But so and I've told my girls the whole time. All of my girls know they could they could grow up to be president of the United States. None of them want to. Mm. I used to threaten it as a punishment. You know what? You're going to grow up and you're going to be president of the United States. (laughs) No, Dad. No. So how tragic is that? But I digress because this is an ad for the CIA. Listen. So beautifully how I felt as a daughter of immigrants then and now. Nothing about me was or is tragic. Good. I am perfectly made. Great. I can wax eloquent Ugh. on complex legal issues in uh-huh. English while also belting Guayaquil de mis amores in Spanish. That's fantastic. I can change there. a diaper with one hand uh-huh. and console a crying toddler with the okay. other. Are you doing this at the I'm CIA? I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. 
Right. I am a cisgender millennial okay, who's been yes. diagnosed oh, with generalized anxiety disorder. Okay. Wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. With generalized anxiety disorder? Does that sound like someone who should be working at the CIA? I don't know. I'm just always <laughs> very, very nervous. That's not good. It's not necessarily the... I mean, it's not the the stereotype of a CIA person who's like cold and calm. See, there you are talking about stereotypes. Yes. We need Mm -hmm. cisgender and non-cisgender immigrants, non-immigrants, except for the people who have lived here for a long time and are white. We need people who hate the cops. We need people who want to change the world away from this old system of dusty documents from these, quote, white founding fathers. We need some really nervous people (laughs) that can change a diaper with one hand and sing some song on the other hand or something like that. (laughs) Could you talk to me about, you know, if you're okay, the only (laughs) thing I've heard in this ad was, I can I can talk uh, deep legal doctrine or whatever she yeah, said. Yeah, that's maybe okay, needed. There, yeah. mm-hmm. That's it. That's the only thing I've heard about anything CIA. What if one of the terrorists we have, uh, you know, captivity a has a it needs to their diaper changed? Uh, you know, if you, you can only or hear that song that she's belting. Right. Out. I don't. Th- I, th- I think. I think one that. of the things making her nervous is trying to change diapers with one hand. I mean, yeah. who knows what's going to happen there? You should use two hands if right. it's at all possible. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it may not be. May not be. Mm-hmm. She may. If you're singing being... with your other hand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to. Does she sing with her other hand? Is I it think like so. the little hand puppet? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know. I don't know. I, but I am glad to see that our CIA is finally going woke. I feel safer. Mm. And I think the world is safer. This is one of those things I think you learn if you are a business person right now. Right, You're running a business. Yeah. you People would say, well, how do we recruit the, the younger generation to come work? At, let's say the CIA, right? You know, how yeah. do we get them here? Yeah. I mean, like, they're different. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're mm-hmm. different people. And we, right. need to, we need to recruit them. And, and right. we should target them in this way. And you can make that argument until you realize you don't want to hire them. Yeah. You, 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 if, no. you're, if you're running a business, Here's the a, last thing you want to do is hire someone who thinks this way. What's the name of that software company that last week came out and said, you know what? You can't talk about woke stuff anymore. Yeah, Basecamp. Okay, yeah. Basecamp. They didn't even say woke stuff. They just said anything political. Yeah, anything political you can't talk about it anymore because it's causing too many problems and we're a software company we're, we're not a political company mm-hmm. we're not here to change the world we're here to change software so go to work no more talking you know what happened a third of the employees walked out and i can guarantee you that ceo went <laughs> i told you it would work we didn't have to pay severance we have no legal hassles they quit mm. now let's go find the people who just want to work and have had enough of this stuff yeah but I know, but I think it's great. I think it's great that we have the CIA recruiting that way. Now, just so I'm consistent, and I don't care about what you are. I don't care. I care about what you say and do. Here's the latest campaign commercial for the California governorship gubernatorial candidate, Caitlyn Jenner. Listen to this. Famed Olympic gold medalist Caitlyn Jenner is first of all, he's outing himself. I've always been a dreamer. California was once the envy of the world. We had what everyone else wanted. The American dream grew up here. 
Yet career politicians and their policies have destroyed that dream. It's been locked away, closed, shuttered, left in the dark, burned down. The government is now involved in every part of our lives. They've taken our money, our jobs, and our freedom. California needs a disruptor, a compassionate disruptor. I came here with a dream 48 years ago to be the greatest athlete in the world. Now I enter a different kind of race, arguably my most important one yet, to save California. I want to carry the torch for the parents who had to balance work and their child's education, for business owners who were forced to shut down, for pastors who were not able to be with their congregation, for the family who lost their home in a fire, for an entire generation of students who lost a year of education. This past year has redefined our career politicians as elitists and the people of California as the warriors, the kings, and the angels. We never take kindly to glass ceilings here. Instead, we shatter them. This one's way out there. We're the trailblazers, the innovators. California is facing big hurdles. Now, we need leaders who are unafraid to leap to new heights. afraid to challenge and to change the status quo. I want to prove that it is absolutely possible if we only do it together. California, it's time to reopen our schools, reopen our businesses, reopen the Golden Gates. So I don't care if you're a Republican, Democrat, I'm ready to be governor for all Californians. To reclaim our true identity, bring back the gold to the golden state. What a tremendous victory. Now is the time to achieve that summit, to be the shining city on the hill, and together we'll restore and renew the California dream. It's about what happens from here. It's not just about one person. It's about all of us. If you're on the left, how do you go against that? If you're on the left, how do you torch Caitlyn Jenner? How do you do it? Well, they'll just he he she is a uh, uh, a terrible terrible Republican uh, a token uh, right you know I mean right. they'll just do the same things they do to every Everybody black else. Republican who yeah, runs for right. office. Um, and if you're a if you're a Republican, I don't know what Caitlyn Jenner's policies are. But I do like the feeling of that ad. Well, we know two things about Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, well, we know multiple things, more things than we want to know about Caitlyn yeah. Jenner. But there's two main things we know. Well, which is, the two main things have been. Well, no, no, I'm not talking about something else. Oh, okay. Um, Caitlyn Jenner will be better than Gavin Newsom as the governor. Yes. If, if Caitlyn Jenner is to win. Yes. Will definitely be better uh, than Gavin Newsom. Yes. And it definitely seems like Caitlyn Jenner uh, understands th- the harm that Gavin Newsom has caused for the state and seems to understand the harm that wokeness is creating yeah i mean here is somebody that we were all told we had to accept because they never thought we would they never mm-hmm. thought conservatives would put their arm around caitlin jenner okay mm-hmm. and, and they may not i don't know i don't no, know no, if no. i mean as a 
I mean as compassionate. Oh, okay. They remember when he first said, "I want to become a woman." I'm Caitlyn Jenner. They all said, "Oh, yeah, she, you gotta, you gotta say she's beautiful. Gotta say she's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I'll give you electric shock unless you say she's beautiful." <laughs> right. Okay. And they never thought that we could be compassionate because they think we're monsters. Mm-hmm. Well, we were, and I have no problem with Caitlyn Jenner. I, if I'm at a court of law, it's a guy. He's a guy. He will always be a guy. Chemistry tells me, biology tells me he's a guy. No matter what surgery he has done, he's a guy. But that's fine. I don't have anything against Caitlyn Jenner. You know, if if, if she wants to be called a she, I have no problem because she's not forcing me. She understands that if somebody wants to call him, her, him, or him, her, it doesn't matter. The, the self-confidence comes with from within. And he has no problem with people who call him he. That is fine with me. You want to call yourself an agave plant. All right. Kids, he's not really an agave plant. So, Mr. Agave, can I cut your limb and use you as salve? <laughs> I mean, you know. Does it matter? What matters is the content of the character. Right. Will Caitlyn Jenner be a good governor? I I mean, I don't know. Uh, You know, we know it'll be better than Gavin Newsom. And it will be satisfying if somehow Caitlyn Jenner wins this race that that we can say the first trans governor was... (laughs) Was a Republican. Republican. <laughs> That'll that'd just be, be fun to say. Oh, it'd be great. Just, and, just and, to I mean, torture the left. It'd be too weird. It's California. Oh God, Caitlyn Jenner's like the, one of the most normal people in California. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. By the way, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson mm-hmm. has said that he wa- he has an ambition to unite our country and run for president. You want to unite? the country please don't run for president don't wreck your movies don't please don't everybody likes you please don't 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 do it don't do it don't do it don't do it i mean donald trump was like the most popular guy uh in in, one of the reasons why the apprentice was so successful is because he rated incredibly high with african-americans correct and that's why the networks loved Donald mm-hmm. Trump so much but back don't in the you day. Remember, Donald Trump, we Second thought new- was going to be a flaming liberal and turned out to be pretty good president. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, we're all going into it, you know, like like a Bush presidency and our Supreme Court nominee. Oh, no, he's going to we have no record. We have no reason to believe it, but he's going to be a conservative. Well, I don't think there's any, I mean, the only thing that would make you think he would be a conservative is he spoke at one Republican National Convention right. a zillion years ago. And if, uh, and but if there's he reads no reason. his scripts, you know. My big thing on The Rock, and the reason why I think we should at least entertain it, is think of the money we could save on the military if when we have a war or whatever, we just send him in by himself. We could just get rid of the military completely, save all the, that money, and then just send The Rock in into room, various conflicts. In a room with only one knife. <laughs> And Putin and The Rock are in it, and only one has to come out. But there's only one knife, and it's on the table. They're both equal distance from it. Who comes walking out of that room? Again, The Rock's winning all these battles. I'm not, I'm not sure. Oh, The Rock's winning sure. that battle. Uh-huh. Well, 
The rock, you could stab the rock like a hundred times. Wouldn't he just keep walking toward you? I probably. Don't, I, He's got, probably got so much muscle there. Yeah. It's not going to hit an organ. It's no. like me with fat. That's what that. That's why I have all of this. You go yeah. ahead and stab me in the stomach. You're not going to reach anything. That was smart of anything. you. Anything. Thank you very what, much. Just, I'm a health freak. Mm-hmm. I am a health freak. So I am trying to eat healthier, and I am. But the thing is... I don't like healthy food. I don't like any of it. You've heard of a fat suit, right? I mean, there's got to be. When are we getting a skinny suit? Something that will make me look skinny because I just want treats all the time. I grew up in a bakery for the love of Pete. The bad news is no skinny suit is coming. You actually have to do the work, blah, blah, blah. That's why I am eating Built Bars. It satisfies my sweet tooth, but it's a protein bar, but not like, you know, that's like eating stuff at the bottom of my chalkboard usually. This is 100% real chocolate. It's low carb, low sugar. If I'm eating a protein bar as a treat, come on, you gotta know it's good. And I am. Mint brownie, cookies and cream, the new flavors that are coming out all the time, they're fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and you Use the promo code BECK15 for 15% off your order. Your mouth is going to water just looking at them. Trust me, BuiltBar.com. Promo code BECK15. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Do you remember the police officer that did the video about LeBron James on TikTok? Uh, In case you missed it, here it is. Dispatch, I've arrived at that disturbance. We have LeBron call my cell phone right away, please. Thank you. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. No, can you put the knife down, please, sir? Sir, no, 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 sir, don't stab it. No, no, stop stabbing. Stop. Oh, hold on. Hold on. It's LeBron. LeBron. Hey, yeah, it's me again. Listen, I'm out here at this disturbance call, and there's a guy trying to stab another guy with a knife. What do you think I should do? Why does that matter? Okay, uh, well, they're both black. One guy's trying to stab another guy with a knife. Deadly force is completely justified. Uh Uh-huh. I see. So you don't care if a black person kills another black person, but you do care if a white cop kills a black person, even if he's doing it to save the life of another black person? I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but then again, you are really good at basketball, so I guess I'll take your word for it. Okay, so... All right. This is a a TikTok video. Uh, He was... They wanted to fire him. Uh, His marshal stood up for him, and uh, they suspended him for a week, and there's much more to the story. Nate Sylvester is uh, on with us now, uh, getting ready to go back to work tomorrow, right? Uh, That's correct, Glenn. How are you? I'm good. How are you, sir? I'm, you know, I'm good. I'm, I'm a, I'm a little disturbed because uh, I'm a part-time resident of uh, Idaho, and all these Californians are moving in, and they're wrecking it. They're making it crazy. Yeah. 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 yeah that they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, the the mayor is seemingly. This is what I hear. He wants to he wants to fire you because he thinks it'll make him famous or get, you know, bonus, you know, uh, some sort of anti-liberty points uh, to fire you for this. Yeah, that, well, that's the that's the rumor that, that I'm hearing. Um, so far, I still have a job. I am supposed to return to work tomorrow. But, um, uh, you know, I police in a very liberal area and the city officials are very liberal and they weren't happy with the TikTok and uh, they 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 did want to fire me, but uh, lucky for me, I have a very um, common sense, loyal marshal who went to bat for me um, while trying to remain neutral at the same time so as not to put her own job at risk. But uh, uh, so far, it's I mean, the suspension wasn't great, but I still have a job, so that's good. 
Well, I think you could always get a job in Texas or, you know, other parts of the state. I mean, I put good words for you in another part of the state. Um, well, I appreciate it. You had a um, uh, you had a friend that created a GoFundMe campaign. Um, That's right. And you you just wanted he was just trying to raise enough money for the suspension. Uh, yeah. And I don't know what they pay police up in Idaho, but last night when I checked, it was at four hundred and fifty four thousand eight hundred and thirty one dollars. So that might uh, yeah. be a little higher than the week's <laughs> wages. <laughs> Just slightly. Um, yeah. it, it's unreal, Glenn. I, I, the amount of support uh, that I've been shown has been very humbling and, and almost it's been overwhelming. Um and not just with the the donations to the GoFundMe. I mean, the letters and the the text messages and the emails, people from all over the country and even in some parts of the world, Canada, Scotland, Mexico. I mean, people are people are really stepping up here. It's really amazing to me that LeBron can say anything and nobody is in an uproar over it. Yeah. Um, but you can't do anything, even humorously, poke back. Uh, with something that is very common sense. There's no, there's nothing that you said that was offensive in that. Nothing. Right. The argument doesn't make any sense, LeBron, and you're a stupid, stupid basketball player. <laughs> so why would we care? Um, right. How is the morale of your compatriots? Um, well, they're, they're still reeling from this thing. Um, I work in a very small department. I have um, five uh, five coworkers, including my supervisors, and they've been fielding hundreds and hundreds of phone calls. Mm. They actually, this is really cool. They actually printed out all of the emails in support of me, and right now they're at about ten thousand um, wow. because they want to show that to the city council to say, "Hey, look, we have much more support than we do opposition." I think there were like five total complaints. We have over 10,000 emails and show of support. So there, I mean, it's, it's definitely a break in um, what I would describe as maybe the minutia of working in Bellevue, Idaho. Um, So, but they do have to deal with a bit of a headache fielding all the phone calls and visits to the station. So that's the only part I feel bad about is uh, they're very busy now because of me, but well, I I, I think that's better than some places in the country. I mean, I know Bellevue is not like this. This is a sad example here of political correctness that has gone just insane but at least you're not you know a cop in in some of these other cities los angeles or in in uh, minnesota uh and i don't know how you guys are going to continue to do your job i mean when when you are coming under attack and being called the names that cops are being called i i don't know how you get up every day and 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 do it well and you know my marshal made a good point um She, she told me that if they fired me, then she would walk off the job. Um, and I told, I said, no, don't do that. Please don't sacrifice your job for me. And she says, well, it's not necessarily all about you. If, if the city officials can't have your back over a silly TikTok video, then what happens when we have a critical incident and God forbid we have to shoot someone? What happens then? Do we, do we get left, uh, left out to dry um, and no support from our, from our you know, city council or the rest of the community? Um, so she's got a good point. That's happening all over the nation. Um, we're seeing good men and women police officers walk off the job because there's no reason to do it anymore. I think that's why your I think that's why your GoFundMe account went up so high. People don't know how to support these guys, which I am really grateful. I've heard you talk about 
what you're going to do with the money. You're actually going to use that money to support other officers, right? Yes. Um, so when the funds just started flowing in like they did just very unexpectedly, I said, well, what do we do with this? You know, I can't just keep this all to myself. That, that would be, that wouldn't be the right thing to do. So I started brainstorming um, with my friend and um, another uh, sort of a business, a friend of mine that's got um, some experience with this thing. And we came up with the idea to create um, sort of like a, like a scholarship foundation for displaced officers that when they find Mm. themselves in similar situations, um, you know, we can reach out to them and, you know, if they miss a week's pay or a month's pay, then we'd be able to help them out with, you know, f- help them out financially. And if they have legal fees, they can use the funds for that. So oh, I think that's still, fantastic. It's, yeah, it's in its primary stages, but that's what we're working on. That is fantastic. It, last night when I checked, it was at 454. I'd like to see if the audience could get that up to uh, half a million dollars. It, it's a great, great cause to be able to uh, help other officers. I know, I know several people who are like, I don't know what to do. This is one of them. We have to strengthen uh, the, um, the backbone of our officers and let them know that they're not just out in the cold with a giant attorney fee that they're facing. We need to fight back on these things legally. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Nate. Thank you so much. Uh, I uh, I appreciate your sense of humor. I thought the the TikTok video, all TikTok videos are stupid, but I thought this was <laughs> I thought this was funny, uh, and uh, and I think Stu will agree. Anytime you want to take on LeBron, have at it. A hundred percent agree. I've I've got uh, I've got other other ideas um, <laughs> going around in my in my head right now. <laughs> All right, good. We'll look forward to them. Thank you so much, Nate <laughs> Sylvester. Me, you bet. You can. By the way, go to the uh, GoFundMe page. Just it, it is the GoFundMe. Please help Officer Sylvester and other families. Just uh, just search for that, and you'll be able to you, you'll be able to help out. Uh, please help Officer Sylvester and other families. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. We are uh, thrilled, as always, to have Tim Ballard with us. He is the founder of Operation Underground Railroad and the CEO now of the Nazarene Fund, and uh, he has... Uh, one heck of a rescue story to tell you today. Hi, Tim. How are hey, you? Hey, great to be here. Yeah, good to have you. Thanks. Um, when did you first tell me about this? I'm, Trump was in office. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. It was several months ago. Yeah. Um, it was an amazing rescue operation and one we haven't been able to tell until right now because of... All the things that are in process. So many things in yeah. process. Yeah. Okay. Amazing actors involved. I, got, I mean, from Tony Robbins to the White House to... Yeah. I mean, it was nuts. <laughs> Um, let me just let me ask you this while I'm here at the White House. That's a huge loss to the slave trade uh, movement um, to lose Donald Trump. He was exceptional. He on was this exceptional issue. on this issue. Millions of dollars uh, downrange on the survivor care on the rescue operations, just talking about it. Ivanka was actually even a louder voice and uh, lots of plans in place. And they all stopped. They all stopped. That is 
tragic, especially with what we have going on on the border now. Yes. I mean, people don't have any idea what's going on on the border and the human trafficking. It's yeah. and we're, we're incentivizing it. Our policies are incentivizing it, yeah. you know, because we're it's it's this horrible policy that says if you come across with a child in your hand, you basically within 72 hours, you're released into the United States to a notice to appear or we call notice to disappear because they never mm-hmm. show up. Right. And now they're in the country and they, they just got to recycle these kids and they're using them to as pawns, basically pairing them with 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 uh, clients of the smugglers. But eventually these kids and these women, they're being trafficked. They're being sold on the path to the United States. And we're just saying, keep coming, keep coming in. And we're just so bad. We're creating. I mean, it's it's. So bad. So bad. Okay. So tell me this uh, story and you have to lay the parameters out uh, because there's things we can't talk about. Yeah. Including the countries of destination and origin. Right. Which is unfortunate because the country of origin kind of adds an extra layer of trouble. Yeah. Um, But go ahead. Tell the story. it's, It's a Latin American country and this is happening. We have actually expanded our mission statement to include not only children, but also women. Women are four times more likely to be trafficked. And with all these COVID shutdowns and lockdowns, I mean, we're having women who are being trafficked from Thailand into Africa, from Latin American countries into the Caribbean. So we're this is kind of representative of a lot of places and a lot of things we're doing. But this story, um, 10 women. Professionals. Yeah. I mean, these are... One was a law enforcement officer, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah. Um, but the, the more important fact, 15 children amongst all of them, they're trying to take care of their kids. Their country is in collapse. And this woman shows up one day. Um, this was probably about a year to a year and a half ago mm-hmm. and says, I can give you a job in a very high end resort town island uh, in the Caribbean. And it was a professional job. These were all prof- very professional women. And it was a professional job. This person came into the country where nobody had a job. Right. Uh, and said, look, I know you have to feed your family and we have a professional job. And this woman looked professional and she had the pictures and the and it's a resort town that everyone's familiar with. Come on down. And it's, it's just a few hour flight from your home. And so these women gave their children to grandma and grandpa, aunts and uncles, in some cases, husbands. And took off for a three-month journey to go make some money to, to save their families. And they get there, and they came at different times. Uh, they didn't all come together, but they, they land, and their passports are taken to process. Some are given drinks, but they all have one thing in common. They wake up in another country where they don't speak the language, uh, one of the most horrific, corrupt countries in the world. Bad. And wake up literally naked and raped immediately and told this is your new life you will you will work here and you will be a sex slave in, in, in essence they have these women glenn we because we, our, our guys were on the ground there and literally in a jail cell behind the brothel literally bar, bars that lock from the outside and our team got the the lead we we're actually looking for kids in this area and we got this lead that there's a bunch of these these women who don't speak the language, they don't want to be there. Our guys went in pretending to be clients. And the first time they went in, now, by the way, these women are praying women. Um, just They were just praying every night, God, send us anyone, someone, because there's no way out. What can they do? No passport, don't speak the language, no way to communicate with anybody. And this is their, this, they're stuck. Uh, our guys go in and start talking about doing a party at this brothel, nightclub kind of place with the owners. And they, they're buying it like, great, you know, 
one of the women looks up and sees our guys who look, they look like sex tourists. You know, our guys are awesome, undercover operators. But they sent something. It was a spiritual connection, truly. We talked to them later and they said, we sent something about your guys. They're different. There's something different about them. So they wrote a little note. They got, they got together and one of the women wrote in her left hand uh, so that it couldn't be traced back just in case their spiritual right. hunch was wrong. Right. Wrote in their left hand, ayuda nos por favor, help us please. And walked over to one of the operators who's actually here at the studio today and gave it to him. And he opened it, looked at it. He called me immediately uh, and said, you won't believe this. Like we've been made, but I think by the right people, <laughs> uh. they know who we are. And later they just said, there was just something about you guys. And again, it was the spiritual, spiritual thing. Yeah. So we were able to get in. Now this country, as you know, Glenn, because we've talked a lot about it. In fact, you've been there with <laughs> us. Um, very corrupt. Yes. It's very, very corrupt. Very and, corrupt. And we know this. And, and yeah. that's why people say, don't work in this country. Right. Because the, 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 the cops will turn them? on you. Right. You leave them. That's it. That's, we had no yeah. choice. Right. So we literally go into this place. The cops are like ready to go. Warrant signed. It looks legitimate. They get into the place to get the girls out and the cops start taking money from the traffickers right in front of our guys. And we get the girls out immediately. We had this plan ready to go in case this happened. Our guys are literally at this point being chased by cops, cops and traffickers running with these 10 girls from safe house to safe house. We had it all planned out and layered. So we had another law enforcement agency who we didn't tell about the operation in the same country, knowing that we have them probably for about 10 to 12 hours before they figure out how to leverage the whole situation in their benefit. Um, but we got them, we got them, they were clean for the time we needed them to be clean and they helped us get the passports, but we're running around. It's the whole thing was filmed and it's being produced into a documentary. that's going to come out hopefully by next year. That is crazy. Um, it, we have some, uh, we have some footage of, I don't know if we've been playing it here. Um, this is the after, uh, the rescue footage. Um, uh, where you guys, I think this is when you guys are, you know, trying to. Uh... Yeah, you just saw Tony Robbins there, jet there. So the story, the story gets crazy. <laughs> we we basically we get help from the UN in a neighboring country that gives them temporary visas to get over, and they're literally hiding for seven weeks in another country. But it's close enough to the trafficker country to where they can't come out. So they're in hiding for seven weeks. And, and what do we do? Uh, we can't take them through a commercial airline or air, airport because right. we think th there's traffickers everywhere looking for these girls. This is a ton of money they're losing. And they're not, they're not arrested because they just paid the, the cops off. Right. So this is extremely dangerous. We generally don't work this way. We generally, yeah. but yeah, when, yeah. when you get work a lead, with. what do you do? You're not going to get them out? Yeah. Um, so uh, I called Tony Robbins. <laughs> I said, Tony, I got to get these girls out of this country and uh, I can't take him through a through a public uh, airport. He says no problem. I didn't even bat an eye. I'm sending my 737 down right now to pick him up, just like that. Um, and then we had the problem of well, where are they going to go? They can't go back to their home country. You know where that place is. Mm -hmm. They can't go back there. No. Uh, the traffickers got them from there. They know where their houses are, their homes are. Um, luckily, we had super tight connections with the White House at the time. Again, just like Tony, one phone call to the White House. We need visas. This never happens. That's not, they're not going to give us visas. There's no nexus direct to the United States. Right. There's no instantly. No, no problem. You're gonna, you'll have them as soon as we can print them out. Got visas for them and and got them back to 
to, to the United States. And they, the White House didn't publicize this, by the way, at all. It was right in the middle of an election year and based on the country it was. And I mean, it would have been a great political. Would have been a <laughs> massive, massive story and massive story um, that could have played on so many different angles. Yep. And it's one of the reasons, again, why uh, my thoughts of Donald Trump and his family have just changed so deeply. He did not exploit it. He no. didn't. He, and he, quite honestly, he should have. But he didn't. We didn't even ask them not to. We were just hoping they wouldn't because we don't want this. You know, right. we would have had to have a discussion about, no, you can't do it. Right. Didn't even ask. Didn't even ask. But said we, we do request that they come and get an official welcome at the White House. Unbelievable. So they, they, Tony's plane takes him to D.C. They, they, get, they get taken to the White House and they're told, welcome to the United States. And not a peep, not a camera in the place unbelievable no one knew unbelievable and the other stop tony requested please come to my house i want their first day of freedom to be at my house which is this beautiful yeah mansion on the ocean yeah and that was literally their first steps on american soil were because they went from the tarmac to a bus their first step was tony's house and oh my it just tears everywhere tony and sage just showering them with prayers and gifts and those people are amazing unbelievable people yeah really truly yeah. amazing yes. really um you know, you can think what you want about Tony Robbins, but until you've met him, you, I mean, it's easy to think that's just, that's just a, you know, he's just doing this. He, he is one of the most, and his wife is amazing, oh my gosh. Yeah. really genuine, really Unbelievably genuine. genuine, even better than you see them on stage. I mean, oh yeah. the camera's on off the same people, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly the same. Na, 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 na.